certain things in college sports that are always going to get talked about. Playoff expansion, one of those, hot seat, conference realignment. It's kind of like that bucket of fallback options for people like me that just want something to talk about, especially during the offseason here. It kind of becomes the, the, I don't know, I guess we can talk about playoff expansion more. We can run down the hot seat candidates. Let's talk about conference expansion if we really need something. And usually there's nothing new on those developments. Almost never. There's nothing concrete that comes out that changes any sort of conversation, especially playoff expansion, especially conference realignment. Hot seat a little bit different. I mean, that ebbs and flows so much. Like when Texas gets hammered in Morgantown, loses at home to LSU, it's now so much, what is Shaka Smart's buyout? Who might Texas hire? So that's a little bit different, but still something we can always talk about. So that's a little bit different, but what's still an evergreen topic, the others, conference realignment, playoff expansion, almost nothing happens of real substance to change that conversation. Something happened of real substance to change the conference realignment conversation last week. Boise State sued their conference. Boise State sued the Mountain West. Eight years after Boise State left the Mountain West for the Big East for like three weeks, things are heating up quickly here. So this is going to be a conference realignment, conference expansion episode of the High Motor Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And first, it's going to be BJ Rains, a Boise State writer for the Idaho Press Tribune. He was on in October. Have him back today to break down this situation. And BJ, I'm curious what happened between the last time that that, that last TV deal was struck six or seven years ago, giving Boise State more rights to home games between now with that new deal that just came out. Did something sour? Was it just communication on their end or the Mountain West end? What ultimately happened over the last six or seven years? I think the easiest way to say it, man, is that uh, you only have one president on Mountain West schools and one athletic director that are still there from when the first deal was signed uh, back in 2012. So uh, every year, a new athletic director or president would come into one of these Mountain West schools and look at the contract and go, well, why in the heck would we agree to give them more money? That's dumb. And now you just keep getting new ADs and new presidents and people are fed up with this. And the other, these people didn't agree to that. And they don't think that uh, Boise state should be getting extra money than the other teams. And so um, it, it's pretty clear in the contract so that they do. And so um, I, I guess you just had a situation where the, the schools uh, presidents and ADs you know, told the commissioner, let's, let's just vote them out and see what happens. The worst case scenario, they fight it and we give it back to them anyway. Um, or, you know, maybe we can uh, try to fight this and see if we can get rid of their money because we don't like it and we don't think it's fair. And so they tried, you know, they had a December board meeting and try and voted to take away the money. They get it for this six-year deal, and then it goes away after for any future deals uh, as of what the leak says. And Boise State says, oh, no, 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 we have it right here in writing. And it's pretty clear in the agreement Boise State made when they joined the conference that um, they get the, you know, the, the revenue from their home games for uh, – the current and any subsequent uh, subsequent uh, TV deals, uh, and it also says that uh, no league vote can uh, void this clause in the contracts. I mean, it looks pretty cut and dry that Boise State's going to win this, but they want more money than, than the current bonus since, since the value of the new deal went up. They're actually asking for more, and that was what kind of thing ticked off some of the presidents and ADs too. So um, I think the simplest answer is a lot of these people that are now leading the other schools are not around when that deal was signed and don't think it's fair and decided to try to do something about it. But I don't know if there's a lot they can do. And those headlines last week made a, a lot of noise. Yours specifically said, like a lot of them did, Boise State sues Mountain West Conference over TV bonus money. And 
that's a heavy headline. I mean, that's something that, that turns a lot of heads, not just because everybody loves conference realignment talk, but that's a, a heavy headline. And even though the conference and Boise State issued that joint statement, um, you said you ultimately think Boise State will prevail here. How serious is this situation? Oh, it's a big deal. It's a horrible look for the conference. It's a horrible look for Craig Thompson, the commissioner. Uh, you know, I think some people are questioning him for the first time in his 20 years running the league if his job's going to come into question here. Because if you're the other presidents of the league and you were told by the commissioner or you went forward with this publicly to try to vote them out of getting this extra money, now Boise State comes back and says, oh, no, no. And, and now it's a public thing. It looks bad. And then Boise State's going to probably win and, and get their money back. And that's going to only make the other presidents even more mad. Uh, you know, and so I think that they're, you know, I, I think it's fair to question what's going to happen to Craig Thompson long term. I don't know if the other presidents in the league are going to be thinking too highly of him after the way that he has botched this, because you look in the claim and really what happened was there was a meeting in Boise before the Mountain West championship game with the Boise state president, the Boise state AD and Craig Thompson and Craig Thompson kind of went over the fi- final details of the deal. And, and it was going to be voted on two weeks later. And uh, basically said, here's the, what we're getting, and we're going with Fox because Fox was, you know, really wanted Boise State's games. And the AD, according to Boise State's complaint, the the, the uh, you know, Mountain West Commissioner Craig Thompson told Boise State that the only way, reason this deal happened was because they were interested in Boise State's home games, and Boise State's home games were a big part of this deal. So Boise State's president said, well, with that being said, you know, we got 1.8 of a bonus on the last deal, but on that deal, the shares for all the other teams were only 1.1 million. Now you're saying the shares for every team are going up to 3.9, so we feel like our bonus should go up, you know, proportionally with that. You know, that the bonus should be in the you know five five and a half million dollar range. At that meeting, the to- Commissioner Thompson apparently was okay with that and said, "Here's the strategy. Here's what we should do to bring it up in two weeks to the meeting." So two weeks later, they go to Phoenix, I believe, for like the Board of Governors meeting or whatever with all the presidents of the Mountain West. Boise State walks in thinking they're going to vote to give them extra money, and instead, a vote comes forward to get rid of their money. Uh, and the vote passes nine to three. And so Boise State was kind of shocked, didn't know what was going on there. Um, so Boise State did sue. Now, Boise State says, hey, we didn't sue. We just put the complaint in. We started the process. It's kind of semantics how you want to look at it. Um, they, they filled out the legal complaint. They also say that the deal should be voided because they say in their contract that Boise State has to approve of any deal before it goes forward. And they're talking about the current deal that was just signed for six years starting this year. Uh, Boise State voted no. Boise State voted no on the deal because they didn't really like Fox. They wanted to stay with ESPN. So the deal became official and was ratified, even though it was a 9-3 vote. And one of the votes no was Boise State. And Boise State says, well, you can't do that because in our contract, we have to approve any deal. And we didn't approve of this. So um, there's, you know, it, it'll be very interesting to see what happens here. Um, but Boise State wants more money. They want to be taken care of, and they feel like you know they're the crown jewel of this conference, and they want that to be proven, and they have a loophole basically in this in this document, you know, in their contract, and they want to exploit that for as much money as they can, and the other side's not, um, you know, doesn't want that, and so it's a very serious deal. I really do think they're going to stay out of litigation, though. It's just such a bad look. I think the Mountain West has no choice, particularly because of what the document says and how clear cut it appears to be that if this thing actually goes to a jury trial like Boise State's requesting in their documents. I, I, I don't see any way why they wouldn't side with Boise State. The, the, the wording is pretty clear. and the, Like I said, that a, a uh, vote of the Board of Governors cannot override this clause. And so that's what happened. And so I think it's pretty clear. And so uh, I, I'm guessing, as you, you mentioned the statement, they're talking about how they're trying to uh, work things out. They're in discussions to avoid litigation. I think at minimum, Boise State's going to get to keep their 1.8. And, and I'm guessing they'll probably 
maybe not get as high of a bonus as they want, but I'm sure they're going to get something else thrown on top to, to keep them happy and shut them up. Because in the end, the Mountain West needs Boise State a little more than Boise State needs the Mountain West. So if Boise State doesn't need the Mountain West, I, I guess what's the what's I don't know doomsday scenario, whatever you want to call it here. I mean, do you, do you expect that there's that this will get resolved? You, it seems like you do, but there's still some tension there. Or is there any real chance that Boise State could actually leave the conference, whether it's it's soon or it's after this current deal is up? Oh, I think there's certainly a chance they could leave. I mean, I, uh, the problem is, you know, they just the other sports are the issue. They just started a baseball team this year. Both the men's and women's basketball teams have been to the NCAA tournament within the last five six years. Uh, they, you know, annually win around 20 games on the men's side. The women's side has been to the tournament for the last five years. So they've got, you know decent basketball programs and the only available conferences for them to go to would be like the big West, which would be like a huge step down. Uh, and, and so I don't know if you want to have, you know, a, a, but I also think you don't want a scenario where you don't want to have a conference road game on a Wednesday for your volleyball team playing at central Florida. I'm like, I mean, you, I don't think there's a way to put all your sports in the American in Boise, Idaho and make this work. I, I just don't, the conference is too spread out. Football only would work because you have the charters and things like that, and it wouldn't be a big deal. It would work for football, but I don't know how well it would work for the other sports uh, to go to to go into a lower conference. So, um, ideally for Boise State, you know, you, you wait four or five years, and another big round of realignment opens up, and like the Pac-12 would become an option, and you put all your sports in the Pac-12. That's where it would probably be like a home run home run option for them would be the Big 12 or the Pac-12. Um, Pac-12 would be the, the the more likely one just because it's out west. And, you know, it makes sense to do that. And so I think the Pac-12 scenario would be the first, you know, dream. The second dream would be like the Big 12. And then the third one down the line would probably be, you know, like I said, you have to go football in the American and and then uh, the other sports, you know, maybe down to like the Big West or something. I guess you could go independent for football, but that just doesn't seem to work out very well. And then if you're going to leave the Mountain West in football, they ain't keeping your other sports. So you'd still have to go to like the Big West or something, which just wouldn't make any sense. So that's the dilemma. The dilemma that I see is, Boise State could probably find itself a better home for football and make more money, but I think you have to remember about the volleyball team, the soccer team, the basketball team, the baseball team, all the other sports that would be affected by this. And it would be a, I know football runs the show, but you know that's that's you know eighty percent of their athletes or whatever are not football players, and they've got to put bring that into consideration. So that's why I just think there's too much. It would be too hard for them right now unless they already have like a secret invite from the Pac-12 or something, which they would have taken anyway. So I don't know why they're worrying about this. Um, that I just think they're going to have to work this out because I also think that Mountain West realizes, um, you know, most conferences, the money is equal. This is not something that happens very often, but it's a unique situation where there's one team like Boise State that clearly carries the conference from the brand standpoint when it comes to football. And uh, I think that they're going to just have to find a way to work this out for both sides. What's your, your prediction here? I mean, you just rattled off, I think it was three or four separate scenarios that could happen. What is ultimately your your prediction? Do you think it's something that where, where Boise State could leave in the near future and try to figure something out, or nothing will ultimately happen uh, for for at least five or six years until this current deal is up? Do you have a prediction? Yeah, I think they stay through the current deal. I mean, they've already got this deal signed, and I think they're probably going to stay through that at least. I mean, I think they... You know, even before this, there's always been talk about can they get in a Power Five conference? Can they move up? You know, TCU, Utah. You know, you've had some of these teams that have been in the Mountain West and then gone up. You know, and, and become uh, powers in Power Five conferences. There's been, you know, teams that have left uh, the, the conference before, and so Boise State seems like that kind of next logical team. Um, but again, you know, I, I think there's going to be another round of bigger realignment in five, six years. Right now, I don't think there's anywhere for them to go really. 
Um, maybe, like I said, the American football, but I just don't see that happening. I think they're going to let this deal ride. I think before football season, it wouldn't shock me if it was in the next couple of weeks. Actually, I think it happened very quickly. But I definitely think before football season, this issue will get resolved. I think they'll come out with an agreement and they'll give Boise State more money. And I think that that'll um, you know, quiet it temporarily. But I still think you're going to have hurt feelings on both sides. And if better options come up and down the line, I think you know, there's still certainly a chance at some point Boise State could elect to leave. And last thing for you, do you think that I mean, you alluded to it where it's going to be a bad look for the Mountain West, Craig Thompson, job security, maybe some of that stuff. Do you think ultimately that the Mountain West blew this and played their cards wrong? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what – the documents are pretty clear. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking they could do here. I, you know, one theory is it kind of like, you know, the presidents keep getting mad and Craig Thompson keeps telling them there's nothing we can do, there's nothing we can do. And then finally he said, you know what, if you want to try this, let's try it. And, and here you go. And he put his cards on the table and then he quickly backfired on him. So I, I, I don't know what their motivation was behind this. As I said, I think a lot of the presidents are just new and don't like it and are fed up. But, I mean, if you read the wording of the contract, it's pretty cut and dry, and so I just don't think they have much of a case. They can try this all they want. Um, you know, you're, you're not hearing you know from a couple of small fan bases or whatever. You're hearing like, oh, this is a bad look for Boise State, but nationally and like in terms of like just the overall general perception, 90 plus percent of the people are saying it's a bad look for the Mountain West, not Boise State. So you can call Boise State greedy, say they're trying to get the extra money out of it. You know, that's fine, but again, it's in their contract, and so they're going to of course try to get every extra penny they can out of that deal and, and take it to their fullest advantage. And so um, I, I think it's a really bad look for the conference. I just don't know what their motivation was behind this, why they decided to try to do this, if they really thought they had a chance of winning. Because you know Craig Thompson, they've talked about this in the past. You know that he knows the wording of the contract. So I don't know if the other presidents just thought that Boise State wouldn't care. You know, Boise State does have a new president also this year. So maybe they thought, it's a, you know, they, oh, she, you know, we'll just get her. She doesn't know any better. We'll just get her to agree to this. But no, not exactly. That's that's not what happened. She actually asked for more, and so they got a big fight, you know, a feud on their hands here, a big, you know, fire on their hands. And they got to figure out what to do, and it's just such a bad luck that I can't imagine. Uh, you know, it's such an uphill battle when it comes to the legal standpoint. I just can't imagine that they're going to let this thing drag on much longer. They're going to come to some agreement in the near future, get it out there publicly, try to quiet things down for a while. But I think behind the scenes there are still some some bridges burned and. Um, you have to wonder moving forward. I mean, I mean, they they could certainly, you know, say, hey, we, we you know, we're not happy, you know, Boise State's getting the money, but there's nothing we can do about it. But the other teams could vote, hey, let's just kick them out of the conference. I mean, what happens if Boise State just gets kicked out of the Mountain West by the other teams because they're tired of this? I mean, I mean, there's so many scenarios that could happen. I don't think they would do that because then their purport, their money would come way down from the TV deal too because they do get a lot of money from Boise State, which is the whole argument of why Boise State wants more. But um, in the end, I think they get it taken care of. I think they get something that Boise State's happy with, the Mountain West is happy with, at least to quiet things down and end the lawsuit. Um, but I do think down the road this, this could lead to some movement with conference realignment. All right, man. Thanks for breaking that down for us. Always great catching up and uh, safe travels this weekend. Appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Take care. Chase Kitty, I want to ask you what can conference realignment do for you? And I want to start with this. With what BJ just talked about, I want to offer you three scenarios, three doors, if you will. Behind door number one, Boise and the Mountain West make up. They're a longtime member, no foreseeable exit for Boise State. Behind door number two, Boise State leaves the Mountain West in the next, I don't know, let's say two or three years, joins the American as a full member or joins the American as a football-only member. All sports go to a different conference. BJ mentioned like the Big West as being a possibility. Behind door number three, Boise State Mountain West make up uh, enough for right now, but Boise still wants out. 
they do nothing for the duration of the TV deal in the next five or six years, and then they make a strong push for the Pac-12 or the Big 12. Again, door number one, nothing happens. Door number two, the American. Door number three, nothing for the immediate future. Push for the Pac-12, Big 12, five or six years down the road. What do you, Chase Kitty, personally want to see from Boise State? Or do you not even care what you want to see from Boise State? No, I mean, I care. They're a quality program, and you know when they're in the mix— it's something I'm always going to turn in, tune into on a Thursday night or a Friday night or whatever. Uh, so I, I want them to be good. I want them to be in a, in a place that's that's good for them and that it fosters their success and all that. I guess if those are my three options, I'm taking door number three. I don't, you know, I, I think an immediate breakup just for the sake of the breakup would. I don't think that's a good plan. I do think their program has sort of elevated to a place where they could be sort of a middle of the pack or a top half Pac-12 team and occasionally compete for a championship. I think the broader question that I'm curious to, and this, I guess is what I'll ask you is, does this feel like one specific cog in a larger conversation about how don't you, isn't there some value in tearing the whole system down and then redesigning it and trying to put everybody build I'm not saying new conferences. I'm not saying we scrap like the ACC. The ACC can still exist, but shouldn't we reevaluate like where all of these Division One teams play in the first place? Oh, absolutely. And I think like that's been brought up, and kind of what I talked about in the intro is that this is like one of those topics that we just always have to talk about. Like I mentioned, like hot seat and playoff expansion, like it's always there. And I feel like when conference realignment was really humming back, like in in 2012 to, to 2013, 14 ish. That got brought up a lot. Absolutely. But, I mean, that's never going to happen. It's also never going to happen, yeah. But I would love to put all the magnets up on the whiteboard and say, okay, let's design some conferences that make sense. Because, I mean, this is something I'm close to all the time because, like, watching West Virginia play in the Big 12 is just ridiculous on a daily basis, and I don't know why it's still going on. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, I agree. I think that it should happen. But, again, as, as you said, there is – I mean, there's a 0% chance of that happening. Never going to happen. So that's why I, I think, like like I said, we can talk about conference realignment any time of the year, no matter what actual news is dropping. That's why when this Boise State stuff came down, me personally, I got really excited because I just wanted to talk about it. It feels like finally a fun topic that we actually have some news on. And even though, as BJ said, he sees an agreement coming down, but there could be some tension. You won't be surprised if Boise State left the Mountain West. We still have something to actually talk about. So, hold on. I want to go back for a second. Because Boise is in such a unique situation as the, the clear, clear, clear top team from that conference. I mean, back, we, we've seen that with Utah and, like, TCU back when they moved. But, like, Missouri wasn't the top team in the Big 12 by any means, really, in any sport. Uh, you know, Texas A&M wasn't the same same deal there. So, is there another conference in college football where you take out one school and it's this as dramatic of a hit, you know, competitive, financial, however you want to look at it. Like BJ said, the, the Mountain West needs Boise a hell of a lot more than Boise needs the Mountain West. And that's not a groundbreaking statement. That's extremely obvious with Boise's separation. And even though, like, we've seen a strong run from San Diego State, some good seasons kind of ebb and flow elsewhere. Can you think of another conference where you remove one team 
And it's just that. I mean, if you take Boise State football out of the Mountain West, I mean, I don't know who they'd be replaced with. UTEP, New Mexico State. Maybe they can get BYU, Rice, like those type of programs. Basically, you're swapping like Boise State for UTEP or Boise State for Rice. Is there another conference where you take off that top team and then just add in some random, not even a bot? I mean, this isn't even like a Big 12 conversation where you add in Houston. This would be like a Big 12 conversation where you take out Oklahoma and you bring in like a UTEP or like a Rice or somebody that's just going to be consistently at the bottom of the conference. Is there another conference like that where there would be such a dramatic hit? I can't think of one. I don't. I mean, we're we're really talking here: Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, right? Because there, there's nothing in the MAC. Yeah, like if you look at the ACC and you took Clemson out of the ACC, the ACC would be bad last year. But that's a one-year sample. I mean, if you look at the Mountain West over a long period of time, like. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. No, I can't think of anybody. Yeah, I mean, even if you take, like I said, Oklahoma, Ohio State, like Clemson, I mean, even though that what Oklahoma has been for the the Big 12 and no other team, yes, Baylor this year, but, you know, we kind of had that conversation a couple weeks ago. If we think Baylor can sustain this type of success long term, we both agree we don't expect them to be 25 yards away or whatever they were from making the college football playoff, but... Even though you had what Baylor, even though Texas should be better than they are, turns out they're just not a good, they're just a mediocre program. That's just what Texas is. Even if you take out Oklahoma, you still don't see that big of a, yeah, I don't think there is. I mean, Conference USA, no. MAC, no. Sunbelt, no. Even with App State's run, even take out App State, no. And with all due respect to the Sunbelt, nobody cares. And the American, even, even with UCF's run, you take them out, I don't think it affects them anything that much at all. Yeah, you have Memphis having a nice run, Cincinnati, whatever, but there's not another team. I mean, nothing in the Pac-12. You can't even come close to taking anybody out of the Pac-12. So there's nothing that dramatically different football-wise. So kind of going back to that first question I asked you with the scenarios, is it because Boise State's stature amongst the Mountain West, like you said, for the last, God, I don't know, 15, 17, something like that years? Is it because of their separation from consistently being one and yes teams have challenged them but is it because of their stature that makes this realignment question even more interesting yeah kind of I mean you know you know what it makes me think of it makes me think of sort of Alabama's run here if you look before this most recent college football season how Alabama in a lot of cases was sort of carrying the torch for the SEC and and all these vocal SEC people are, are are chanting about how you know how great the conference is, but in reality, it, it was kind of just Alabama that was doing the really heavy lifting. Not to say that there weren't other good teams there. Yeah, but those other good teams just like popped up every now and again. I mean, it was like one team every three or four years that would pop. It was like the Auburn that popped up, then the Georgia that popped up. Yeah, and nobody's comparing the SEC to the Mountain West, so I don't want people to misunderstand me. But when you look at like how clear a torchbearer there was in in that conference over there in the Mountain West and, and what, what they have with Boise. And then prior to 2019, what Alabama had done for the SEC. I don't think it's a perfect comparison, but I, I do think there is a little bit of that. And, and I think we're one or two years away from making probably similar comparisons with Clemson and the ACC and how top-heavy it's gotten you know, on the East Coast. So... Yeah, I think there is there is conflict and there is frustration when you look around and go, "Hey, does anybody else want to do anything? Are we are we the only game in town? Like, can can we not be the sole arbiters of whether or not Mountain West football is respected or not? Can anybody else help us out here? I can see why that would be frustrating. 
Now, I want to go back to that question again. You said number door number three, which would be, you know, Boise makes up with it with the Mountain West as best they can, lets this five- or six-year TV deal kind of run out and then makes a hard push. Uh, obviously, the Pac-12 is a fit, but I mean, I think the Big 12 could be in play if, if they change their tune down the road. And looking at that, what is better for college football? Is it better to have Boise State in the Mountain West and keeping – that league in some sort of the conversation. I think, yeah, diehard football fans pay attention to the Mountain West. I personally love Mountain West football. I think you've talked about that too. You, you like betting on it. It's just kind of a, a fun, different brand of football with contrasts and styles. But is it better for Boise State in the Mountain West and keeping that league, like I said, in some sort of conversation? Or is it better for college football to put Boise into the into a 13 or a 14-team Pac-12 or, or Boise into 11 or 12-team Big 12? What's better for college football, do you think? I think Boise in the Pac-12 is, I mean, I don't know about good for college football because that's just such a heady idea that, like, I I don't know. But I think it would be good for the Pac-12 because it feels like that conference needs some juice, man. It feels like they need one more player that sort of pushes them into a higher national profile. It's been, you know... A few years now since we've seen a Pac-12 team really have something to play for at the end of the season besides just, you know, the Rose Bowl is great, but, you know, that that's not the same trophy that a lot of other people are playing for. So I think putting another sort of top 20 type of program that can sustain itself year in and year out in the Pac-12, I think that does make the Pac-12 a little more interesting when it comes to the playoff. Yeah, I agree. And how much does that, you know, I talked about things that we can talk about year round, playoff expansion being one of them. And even though that you and I like Mountain West football, I don't think that most people do. I don't think that most casual college football fans are staying up and watching Nevada or Hawaii or even, you know, Utah State, Boise State, which has been a pretty good game, or San Diego State, Boise State, that type of game. Do you feel like because it doesn't seem like a group of five team really, I mean, we saw what UCF went through. They didn't deserve a playoff spot, but they were still a really damn good G5 team. And after that kind of happened for a couple of years, a lot of people said a G5 team will just never make the playoff. I don't agree with that. I think at some point, if you had a 14 playoff for long enough, a G5 team with the right schedule could make it. But I think after what UCF did, a lot of people just completely gave up hope and there's not even that much conversation now saying well if the g5 team goes 13 and all maybe it seems like that kind of ended so if you do have an 18 playoff depending on what format let's say the auto bid g5 because that seems like it gets thrown around more than anything else if we have that then and i can guarantee you i say by the you know the 2022 or 2023 season we're going to have an 18 playoff auto bid g5 the highest ranked g5 gets a spot guaranteed does that change your answer? Do you still want to keep Boise, or would you rather keep Boise State at the Mountain West, or do you still want to see Boise State go out to the Pac-12? Yeah, wouldn't a, wouldn't a more competitive and deeper Pac-12 still have a huge part to play in an expanded playoff? Like you could have a two-team Pac-12. Yeah. So I mean, I, I still think that it's probably better for Boise State, and it's definitely better for the Pac-12 to be playing those seasons together to have Boise state, you know, in the PAC 12 and, and as a power five school. Yeah. I don't like if you, if you magically erased the mountain West conference from existence tomorrow, like how different is college football? You know, it's not that different. So, and, and like you've said, I like mountain West football, you like mountain West football. So this isn't a knock. 
but it is sort of observing reality. Like it's it's not some great impact on the larger landscape. So I I, I think you if you're talking about like stewardship and what's best for sort of big picture stuff, sure, move them into the Pac-12, and and I think uh, I think things are probably better off for both parties. I think you made an interesting point there. Yeah. So I mean, even if you just say like the the Mountain West still plays those non-conference games, like Boise State still has the home and home with Florida State. They still have they play those non-conference games, but you just you don't like count any of the Mountain West in the standings. They don't play conference games. This is a stupid exercise, but still, let's play it since you brought it up. If you keep those type of games, those games are still being played, but you just erase everything else Mountain West. Yeah, I I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like we really. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong here, but when when Boise the whole field goal debacle, God, I don't know, was that 2007 now, 2008, around that time when people thought maybe they had a chance of the BCS losing Nevada. It seems like since then. The Mountain West hasn't really been in the 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 real national conversation. They're in the national conversation because it's Boise State. Everybody knows Boise State. I think people understand what San Diego State has done recently when Nevada had that great run, yada, yada, yada. But it, it seems like no one's really talking about the Mountain West. It, it, it just doesn't feel like with what the American has done and what UCF has done and Memphis has had a nice run now, it seems like that kind of conversation that swirled around Boise State for so long. Can Boise State get into the BCS National Championship? They were in that conversation for quite a while there. I think it was like 2006, 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. Maybe it was 20, I can't even remember now. I have to go back and look. 2010, 2011, in that range. And it seems like that conversation has kind of just shifted to the American and shifted to UCF. So I, I don't know if it... Yeah, I don't I don't think so. If you just take the Mountain West out, does it really hurt college football? No. That's no. weird. No. I mean, you're just eliminating a 10% of college football and it doesn't matter. I mean, I guess you can take out the MAC and that doesn't affect it at all. There's no national conversation surrounding the MAC at all. Do you want last thing here? Do you want 16 team super conferences? Less and less, man. I just Me it's, too. it's so yeah. much. That's it's, why I almost didn't ask you because it, it feels like it's not even in that broader conversation anymore. I think I, I, I I'm somebody who these people are so obnoxious, so I, I hesitate to even like associate myself with them. But I am somebody who wants to see everybody play the same number of conference games. Uh, that being said, like. Past that, I don't really care. Like, if everybody's playing nine conference games, I don't really care how many teams are in everybody's conference. It's just, it, some of the SEC and ACC stuff has gotten really unwieldy. And, and you know, the just, I, I don't know that the Big 12 has it right either, because 10, a lot of days, I love the Big 12 double round robin for basketball, but, like, sometimes it feels too small of a conference for football. Uh, just, but I, I don't need an 18 team conference that like is some, you know, it, the conference is so big that, you know, you only play everybody in your division and there's nine teams you didn't play. Like when the Big East had 16 teams in it for basketball, it was way too much. It was well, the biggest so tournament was top. like 17 days. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was like Hanukkah. It just went on and on and on. Like, oh man. Like, I don't even know how you how you also get there. It almost feels like you have to blow it all up just to get there. And and this was a little bit different conversation, you know, back when when there was there was legitimate talk of, of the Big 12 just 
dissolving. Like if the Texas schools would have left and with A&M leaving and Texas le- or excuse me, Nebraska leaving and Missouri leaving, there was actual conversation. I remember that. I remember it so vividly. I was sitting there at an internship with an in- independent baseball team in the summer of 2010. I didn't have an iPhone at the time, so I didn't have the news with me. And it was the day that like, all this was going down. I was trying to get information from a, a guy that I work with. And as a Kansas alum, like I was actually scared that the Big 12, and I love the Big 12. I love the round-robin basketball, like you said. I don't know if it feels like a small conference, but anyways, I loved what the Big 12 was and what it still is, and I was like actually scared what is going to happen to the Big 12, what's going to happen to Kansas. Are this going to be kind of smushed into like this Big East, American, Mountain West conglomerate type of conference? But it seems like now, if you don't blow it up, like we were talking about before, and maybe it could still happen. It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like there's ever been, aside from the Pac-12's financial issues, it doesn't seem like there's there's any sort of, of worry that any of the power conferences are just going to dissolve. But barring that, I mean, how does the Big 12 get to 16 teams? I mean, e- even if they're poaching UCF and Houston and Memphis and Cincinnati, like you're still adding probably like a Tulsa maybe or like a UTEP. How, how on earth would they even get there? Uh, maybe they can still steal Louisville. Uh, I doubt it, but I, I don't know if you remember this. Louisville was trying to like backdoor their way in past West Virginia to get as like the Big East was crumbling around everybody. Uh, so th- there were like debates on like the state Senate floor in West Virginia and Kentucky, like, and we deserve the Big Twelve spot better. It, it was ridiculous. Uh, so that's probably not going to happen. Uh, I really just love that story, and I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati, yeah, I mean, I think you said everything. Cincinnati, Memphis, you have to, you're going to have to take a flyer on somebody. Well, that's just the Big 12, too. And then if they take all of these teams, like, how does the SEC, how does the ACC, how does the Pac-12 get to 16? Like, and then all these conferences, and maybe we're getting, I'm getting way ahead of myself here, but maybe a Boise leaves, that's kind of like the first step for the Mountain West, and then... Like San Diego State, whoever is the next most valuable team. I don't even know who the second most valuable team in the Mountain West is. Then they're like, oh, I don't know. Maybe could we should you convince look- Missouri and Texas A&M to come back if you had other people coming back to sort of like make the conference more robust? Could you sell Texas A&M on, hey, you remember how you thought you were going to go to the SEC and it was going to be awesome and you were going to have all these SEC athletes and win a bunch more championships and get out of the shadow of older brother Big Brother Texas. At least they feel like Missouri has never felt like an SEC program. Texas A&M at least feels like it. Utah feels like a Pac-12 team. Nebraska is kind of getting there for me, Big Ten. Missouri has never felt like an SEC team to me. Just like West Virginia has never felt like a Big 12. It's just like, oh, we're going to play West Virginia. That's a, that's a team without a country, man. I just Hey, last thing for you. You're, you're pretty plugged into West Virginia stuff. Do West Virginia people want to be in the big 12 do they just appreciate that they weren't left out in the dark that's or... absolutely what it is they, so it's they almost are... like hey guys don't say anything we're doing okay right they're just wildly thankful that for once in the in the 157 years of this history of the state they were not the ones that when the music stopped playing they were standing up They're that's that's what they're happy about yeah generally would they prefer to be in the acc sure but there was all this drama that was – it was confirmed, but it was never confirmed, but it was confirmed uh, about how, like, Virginia Tech, like, basically blocked West Virginia from coming into the ACC. They were talking about how, oh, West Virginia's academic standards aren't on, like, ACC level. And I was like, 
we, you know, maybe maybe they're not. That's a conversation you could have. If if Duke is telling you, hey guys, maybe get the GPA up before we talk about coming to the ACC, fine. I don't know if you've ever been to Blacksburg. It's not I like have. Oxford Light or anything. You know, it's beautiful it's not town like, though. I like it. Yeah, always fun, my friend. Yeah. Thanks again to BJ Rains for chatting too. Uh, Chase, we'll probably be back uh, soon with some arrangement of guests mixed in there. In the meantime, you can find all episodes of High Motor on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or Overcast, Spotify, everywhere. On Twitter, at High Motor Pod. Always a reminder, uh, Chase talked about some college basketball betting stuff my last week or a week or two ago. Always hit him up on Twitter, at Chase A. Kitty, if you have any questions about that stuff. Thanks for dropping by the High Motor Podcast. Country roads take me home.